0: Growing your audience does not necessarily mean that your business or your content will grow along with it. Because at the end of the day, bigger does not necessarily mean better. Welcome to Showing Up with Tolu Michaels. That's me. I never thought I'd start a podcast or write a bestseller, let alone lead a business that gives me freedom, flexibility, and funds, but I was willing to try. Today, I've trained thousands of entrepreneurs around the world, spoken on stages I only dreamed about, and created programs that smart people rave about without losing myself or working round the clock. That's what I want for you. You don't have to be famous, flashy, or even fancy, but you do have to show up. Because if you remain unknown, unclear, or untrusted, your influence will be limited. We can have that. This podcast gives you heartfelt conversation and straightforward strategies to show up, stand out, and share your message with the world. If you're all about making a difference while you make a living, you're in the right place. I'm grateful to be connected with you today. Let's get started. Hi there. Welcome back to Showing Up with Tulu Michaels. Thanks for joining me on today's episode. Today, I decided to answer this question I get often Hey Tulu, can I still build a profitable brand if I don't have a large audience? (laughs) I'm sure you can guess what my answer would be. But before we dive in, let's do a quick check-in. What fears have been holding you back lately? You know how you've been procrastinating and saying that you're planning to do this, but you haven't done it. Can you be honest and just check what exactly are you afraid of? You know how you've been overcomplicating things that are actually simple? One thing I know is that complexity is a sign of struggle. Where are you struggling? Where is the fear? What are you scared of? What is really holding you back? I hope that helps you to clarify. So, can you still build a profitable brand if you don't have a large audience? Well, I'm just going to answer that by saying you do realize that bigger does not mean better, right? I mean, if you stick to the commentary from lots of social media experts, Everything is about a bigger audience, more followers, higher reach, you know, more traffic and influence is being defined by how many people are liking your stuff, commenting on your stuff, how many people are following you. So now most people think the bigger the audience, the more success they will experience. And while there's a place for that, it's just not true. To be clear, if you're building a business, then you should always be looking to expand your reach. You should always want more people to know about you, more people to hear your message. You should want to share your message with the world. If you want to grow, then your audience will need to grow. That is clear. But growing your audience does not necessarily mean that your business or your content will grow along with it. Because at the end of the day, bigger does not necessarily mean better. You don't need millions of followers to make millions and you don't need a bigger audience to get better results. We have so many examples of people in our community who are thriving, despite the fact that they have a tiny audience. I like to call it a small but mighty audience. Like Amaka, who made her first 1K from one client without lots of followers, without a sales page, without a launch. It took just one conversation. Which brings me to how having a smaller audience can actually be an advantage. So before I share with you strategies to make the best out of a small audience, let me even just explain some of the advantages that you have when your audience is small. One is personalization. You can personalize your marketing, your responses, your approach to each person or to each segment in your audience. And you can do a better job when you have a smaller audience. I mean you would continue to try to personalize. But when you have an audience of just a few hundred people, it's not the same as when you have an audience of 100,000 people. And the honest truth is that personalization leads to higher conversions. For example, when you're following up, right? When you have a smaller audience, you can follow up with people in all kinds of creative ways. So I remember then when my audience was a lot smaller, during a launch where somebody sends me an email or asks me a question, I I could, you know, record a video and send to them or record a voice message, upload it and send them a link so they can listen. You know, just that direct communication in a way that you cannot do at scale when you have a really large audience. It was an advantage and still is an advantage. So use that to your advantage. You know, when you invite people to send you a DM, for instance, you, you can correspond some more. You can get creative. You can... Actually respond to people in such a way that they will know you took the time for just them. Of course, you're going to have to augment this as your audience gets bigger. But when you have a smaller audience, you can build deeper relationships. You can get more intimate with your audience and your conversions are just going to be higher. And speaking of intimacy, that's another advantage. You can do all kinds of things with a smaller group of people and get to know them on a much deeper, you know, more intimate level than somebody who has a very large audience ever could. And there are just certain things that will give you an advantage, helping you to know these people better than other people know them, better than they even know themselves, which again, leads to higher conversions. Because the better you know your audience, the more you are able to support them in making a buying decision. The more you know about what they're thinking, what they're feeling, what they're doing, what they're experiencing, the better you can support them to buy from you (laughs) or to choose you because now you have more information about them. You're going deeper with them. So these are some of the, benefits and advantages to having a smaller audience, but most people do not just know how to maximize it. So how can you maximize this? I mean, you already know bigger is not necessarily better, but how can you get big results from a small audience? The key is to have an engaged audience, really. It's not just about having any type of audience. At the end of the day, 100 engaged followers are a lot more valuable than 10,000 unengaged followers, 10,000 people who are just there lurking, not reading, not opening, not clicking, of what use are they, right? So I'm not saying that it's not better to have a larger audience. I mean, of course, I have grown my audience over time. I see the difference. But I'm saying that if you don't get intentional about how you maximize benefit from your audience, waiting to have a larger audience is not necessarily going to make your business better. So how can you cultivate an engaged audience if you have a tiny audience? The truth is, it doesn't matter. It's even easier to do it when you have a smaller audience. Like the size of the audience doesn't matter to your ability to engage with them. So think about it this way. Say you met somebody at a conference and, you know, you just met them randomly. You exchange numbers. So now you are aware of them. You are acquainted with them. They know about you. Versus somebody that you met at a dinner in someone's house, you spent one-on-one time together. And so while you are friendly with the person that you met at the conference, you might not know as much about them as someone who you've spent time with and who you now consider as a friend. The point is, the more time you've spent with someone, the better your chances of building a deep connection. So like this person you met at the the dinner, you know exactly what kind of tea they like, you know how they like their tea, and you know that they do not care much for a certain brand. If both of these people start selling tea and cupcakes, and they come to you saying, I sell tea and cupcakes, and the other person also says, I sell tea and cupcakes, who are you more likely to buy from? You're more likely to buy from the person with whom you've shared an experience, you know, someone you understand their likes, their dislikes, their values, their belief systems, their approach to sourcing their tea, you know, the care that they put into making their products. In short, you are more likely to buy from the person you trust more. So engagement builds trust. And when you have a smaller audience, it's not only easier for you to engage, it's also easier for you to start building trust. So what can you do to amplify this? First, choose your metrics. I want you to choose your metrics very carefully. I know that when we come online, people have goals and they will say something like, you know, maybe you hire a social media manager and the first thing you're saying is, I want us to add 1,000 followers in the next three weeks. Okay. But what does that number actually mean for your business? I know the follower number is so distracting and it's so nice, but if it's a big number of unengaged people, again, it would not matter. So instead of tying your success to that number, how about you track metrics that actually matter? Metrics that demonstrate what you are focused on, which is engagement. So for example, comments, replies, shares, or people who are clicking to your website To summarize it, you want to measure conversations and conversions. So how many conversations am I starting? How many people are responding to my story? Because those are the people who are going to eventually become clients. And, you know, they're just connecting with you saying, oh, wow, I thought the same thing. Or how did you do this? Or what do you think I should do? And from that conversation, you convert someone to a client. So why don't you measure that? Why don't you measure how many people are responding? How many people are replying? How many people are initiating conversations? How many people are converting? Clicking the link to subscribe, clicking the link to read your blog, to listen to your podcast, You know, that is a sign of how engaged your audience actually is. The second thing that you want to do is to dedicate time to engaging. You can decide to take just 10 minutes or 15 minutes per day to engage with the people in your audience. Remember, we're talking about how to get big results from a small audience, dedicating Time to engage every day will make a big difference in your effort. So, prioritize connecting with your audience. Take note of those who follow you. Follow some of those who follow you. Leave thoughtful comments on their posts. Look out for other places where they are engaging. Because the thing is, as you follow them and interact with their work, you begin to learn more about what they like, where they go, who they listen to. And this will direct and guide your marketing efforts. And as I'm saying this, I actually remember that two of the people who are I am close to today, this is how I met them. I actually sent a message. I mean, I had none of them. We had none of each other from back in the day. But at some point, I sent a message saying, thank you so much for sharing my work. Because I noticed they were following, sharing my work. And so I told them, look, I noticed you've been sharing my work. You've been rooting for me, recommending me, talking about me. When I send an email, you take a screenshot post to your story. You're telling more people about me. And today, I still take notes when people do that. You know, so But from there, the conversation, you know, evolved and now we are actually friends and they're not just followers or just another face in the crowd. So again, there's a lot more benefit you can get from your audience beyond them just buying. So dedicate time to engaging with them. Take note of those who are engaging with you. And the third thing, take this opportunity to decide who you're going to serve you know, focus on a specific segment of your audience. Just because the internet lets you reach everyone does not mean that you should be trying to reach everyone. For instance, instead of just saying, I teach people how to bake, you can actually focus on helping beginner bakers or you could focus on helping those who are transitioning from traditional careers into the baking business. You know, think about it. If you're in the market for a trainer, are you going to keep looking for someone who is a generalist or someone who is a specialist? Who would you prefer to edit your book? Someone who has expertise as an editor, someone who has been in the business of editing, who is focused on editing, or someone who is a fashion designer, an accountant by day, and then an editor on weekends, and they are still, you know, they are still learning and growing their editing skills. If someone described themselves that way would that be the person you would choose to edit your book that you're hoping will become a bestseller? So you see what I mean? When you get specific, it becomes easier to choose you. So whether you have a small audience or not, it's no longer the conversation. The conversation now shifts to how much specialist value you're bringing to the table. Another thing is you want to love these people as much as you want them to love your business. So it's not enough to get specific on who you're serving, but also show them that love. Like, Obsess about them to some extent, understand what makes them tick, what they respond to, what their desires are, what their pains are, what their frustrations are, what limitations are in their way so that you know exactly how you can help them. Here's the thing, you can, you can decide to spend your time worrying about the algorithm and the next ad you want to run, or you can spend your time learning more about your audience and seeking to nurture that community, no matter how small it is. And the latter is definitely a long-term approach that will serve you for years to come. Now that you know exactly who you're serving and you're learning more about them, now create content that is specific to them. So instead of just sharing your opinions randomly, instead of just sharing thoughts on somebody else's thoughts randomly. Why don't you think about creating content that will get them talking, stuff that is designed to help you know them. So maybe ask them a question, create a poll, ask open-ended questions and let them respond. Or you can even give your thoughts. So for example, you can give them three tips to be more productive today and then ask them at the end of the caption, what would you add to this? This kind of content helps you to know the people who are following you. It helps you become more aware of who they are, where they've been, what they know, what they don't know. You know, so that you see exactly what gaps you're coming to fill in the market. So, having a small audience is an advantage in that you can learn as much as possible about your audience. I remember in the early days, I still tell people to reply to me now, but in the early days, I read every reply immediately it came in and it gave me so much insight. And I'll just go, you know, all the way into conversations and research about what they've shared. For example, look at this podcast episode. It is because somebody asked me this question that I have content for this episode, you see. So just creating content that is designed to get your audience talking and to get people responding to you and asking you questions is a great way to keep your brand top of mind, whether your audience is small or not. And now that you know more about your audience, create content based on what you learn. Don't just allow that information to stay in a Google form or to stay in a spreadsheet somewhere. Don't just leave it lying around in your brain. Use it to create content. You know, if many people in your audience are struggling with a new platform or a new tool, for example, create content around that. Essentially, you want to focus on creating a community instead of just heaping up followers right and a side benefit to this approach is that you're going to end up growing your audience because the thing is when your content resonates with people not only do they understand you immediately they can't wait to share it you know people share stuff that makes them look good so they will share your content with their own friends with their own followers they'll become advocates of your brand and they'll attract more followers like them to you more people like them and that way your ideal audience just continues to expand. And this is actually how your audience will keep growing. So interestingly, by focusing on nurturing your community instead of just amassing followers, you get the side benefit of growing your audience and getting more followers in the process. And finally, something you can do to get big results from a small audience is to maximize the lifetime value of your clients. So when people actually buy, try to find out why they bought. And as they solve their problem with your offer, Find out if there's another problem they have. You know, when you have a small audience, so many conversations can be happening at the same time. That's the advantage. So reach out to everyone who buys and find out why did you buy? What problem are you trying to solve? And a few weeks later, find out if your product has solved the problem or if they have another problem because there is such a thing as the lifetime value of a client. And guess what? Somebody who has paid you money before is more likely to pay you again as long as everything goes right. So if your service delivery is right, your attitude is on point and you deliver what you have promised, it's actually easier for them to buy from you again and to start looking for a new provider. So don't feel somehow about trying to get people to buy from you again. You are trying to help them. This is part of the love I was talking about. You love them. You've learned about their needs. You know what they're struggling with and you have the solution. So you can actually ask them to buy again and you can even bundle your products. So if you have three different products, you can offer a bundle of all three at once for a better price, you know, so it's like they're getting more value for the price. The point here is because you have an audience that trusts you, you can take the opportunity to get more value from them in return when they decide to buy. So you can cross sell, you can upsell, you can bundle your products, you can ask them to buy something else again. Don't feel salesy or icky about this. You are trying to help them. Whatever you do, don't measure your worth or the worth of your business By the audience size, you know, think about it in terms of value, charge according to the value. And if you actually charge properly, fine, you may not have everybody in your audience, but you have enough people. So make sure that you're pricing correctly. Raise your prices if you need to, such that it makes sense for you to deliver what you've promised and to give them the best support ever, even if they are not many. Remember, don't measure your worth by the audience size. Charge according to the value of what you're offering, to your understanding of the customer, not your perception of your own limitations and disadvantages. At the end of the day, your internal limitation is not the market's reality. Just because a giant thinks he's a grasshopper does not mean that he is. So charge according to the value you're offering, not according to the size of your audience. Of course, you want more likes, you want more views, and you want to make more money. But if you are in a place right now where you don't have the large audience you desire, the hundreds of likes and thousands of views please know that you don't need a large audience to make money online. And trust me, as a business educator, I see the back end of a lot of businesses. And I can tell you that just because someone has thousands and hundreds of thousands of followers does not tell you anything about how much sales they're actually making in their business. Everyone you respect and admire started from somewhere. We all start off with a small audience. And as you grow and scale, your audience would grow As you keep going, you create more momentum. The worst thing you can do is to stop just because your audience is small. No, keep going, keep growing, keep learning and keep putting yourself out there. There is nothing more powerful for you than to just keep showing up every single day. That momentum works for you. That momentum creates more trust. That momentum creates more credibility and it gives you confidence to keep moving forward. If you need some help turning your audience into clients and indifferent browsers into enthusiastic buyers, then we have to work together. Join us in Profit Accelerator, the number one business program to help you restructure your business, raise your rates, revamp your offers, reposition your brand so that you can attract premium clients and enjoy predictable profits every day we're going to help you not just get seen and known but get trusted and paid it's a dream team supporting you every step of the way everything is step by step and you only have to apply visit shophq.com slash profit to apply and i look forward to learning more about you and how we can work together in the meantime please don't stop because your audience is small Don't stop because people are not responding as much as you want. And of course, don't stop because somebody else seems to be getting ahead. You are absolutely necessary. The world needs what you have. And we can't use what you have if you don't give it to us. Until next time, keep showing up. Thank you so much for tuning in today. The fastest way to access all the tools, resources, links, and strategies mentioned in this episode. And also to send in your questions is to visit showinguppod.com. Head over there now and we've got goodies in store.